0: After the wild success of Napoleon Dynamite, a broad comedy about a high school weirdo, director Jared Hess decided to tell a more ambitious story in his follow-up film. His sophomore film tells the story of a monk who serves as a chef at the orphanage that raised him. He wrestles with his faith and his desired trajectory for his life. He aspires to fame and glory in the wrestling ring, but feels convicted about it because he does not want to turn his back on the orphans who he loves or the god who he serves. But his faith isn't only standing in the way of what he wants to do with his life, it's also standing in the way of the relationship he wants with a nun. Will he break his vows to be with the woman he loves? Will he turn his back on God for his own fame and glory? These are the themes Jared Hess is wrestling with in this film. And they sound rather heady and deep, so why is the movie so silly? Packed with slapstick physical comedy, hilarious quotes, and well-timed flatulence, this movie doesn't feel heavy at all. It's quite light and fun. This week we're talking about Nacho League...
1: Get that corn out of my face. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by...
2: My name is Mark Watlington, and, well, my favorite color is light tan. My favorite animal is puppies. I like serving the Lord, hiking, play volleyball. You've got to be kidding me. Everything you just said is my favorite thing to do
0: every day. My name is Chad. Perfect. So
1: here's here's how this show works. Yeah, we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. It's simple as that. And the year is two thousand six. We are now entering into our two thousand six miniseries, and we Beep cycle Beep who gets Beep to go Beep first. And Chad gets to go first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I have the
0: fresh pick of every single movie that came out in the year two thousand six.
1: He could have swiped us of any of
2: our choices. Yeah.
0: I think Mark's got a movie about little boys, boys to men, something like that. Uh huh. Um, yeah, we both have
2: very prestigious yeah, pictures.
0: Yeah, so I chose a prestigious movie um, uh-huh. about faith, about. Well,
1: hold um, on. Yeah. I picked a prestigious movie. <laughs> I, know I, I, a know I know you did. I picked a I know
2: you did. Cody picked a prestigious movie, and Chad's movie takes us from men to children, and the children and men. I don't know. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I don't. I don't know. I don't.
1: I know. mean, Mark did pick a kids' movie. It's in the title. Chil- children. children. Yeah, it's a children's <laughs> movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I picked then, the
0: religious movie, the one about a monk uh-huh. having a uh-huh. crisis of faith. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you guys remember that movie, Bullet Bulletproof Monk?
0: I don't. No. I mean, rem- I know that it exists. Velosa I mean, just came out this year. I watched that. That was it's pretty, not that one. pretty bad. It was about a b-
2: Was philosopher Pastor this year? I think so. Wow. Have you guys ever thought about how long this year has felt like? No. Nope.
0: <laughs> Everything's going great okay. for me. Yeah, this <laughs> is actually like kind of the year of Chad. <laughs> like it's yeah. kind of like things have been really really good for me.
1: Bulletproof Monk is a movie uh it stars Chow Yun Fat, but it is uh Sean William Scott is second lead. In it. Is he the monk? And, uh,
0: Who's the monk? Uh
1: no, the monk is Chow Yun-fat. Okay. Um, the, the who the, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, from Pirates of the Caribbean. 3. Ah, this guy. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> that, that's that's one of two monks I know. But two thousand. The other one is the guy <laughs> who has to wash his hands a lot.
0: Right. Oh, uh, the (laughs) yes, the from USA, (laughs) yeah, yeah,
1: from USA. Characters welcome. Yeah,
0: Um, but you know, two thousand six isn't the only year movies came out. Uh, They're coming out this year too. No, (laughs) no, come on.
1: What are you talking about? No, they aren't. (laughs) No, they aren't. I I get a fucking news alert every ten minutes about how movies are not coming out. What are you talking Uh, about?
0: But we we had three streaming movies that were new this week that we all yes this 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 is
1: actually a this is a big. This is a big weekend because we this right. is, again we actually were all three able to watch a different movie this weekend. Um, we'll keep taking those as we get them. Um, but Chad, yeah, what what did you see at your uh, at your couch megaplex? Uh,
0: on my couch, I watched the movie Palm Springs. New lonely, it was like Lonely Island Productions made it. Is it a Lonely Island movie or not? Really? No, I mean I uh,
1: think. The, They didn't write it or direct it, but they produced it. Yeah.
0: And Andy Samberg's in it, so. Right. Um, And yeah, it's the, you know, the new take on, like, the Groundhog Day, live every day over and over again. Mm -hmm. But uh, they were able to make it feel fresh by having multiple people go through the thing. Right. Uh, When you're going through the monotony with another person, um, there's comfort in that. And the movie, I think, does a great job, like, showing, you know, how, like... Just, exp- just having a, a, a horrible experience be shared just makes it that much more... Uh you're able to stomach it better. My words aren't good today. But no, that makes no, sense. But,
1: but, but that's that's a prescient message for our times. Yes. Of where we're all kind of stuck in what sort of feels like a time loop of sorts, of the same shit every right. single day. Literally it, not being able to leave our yeah, houses. This movie
0: could not have felt more like appropriately timed in its release. Yeah. Like the fact that it, it was released to streaming because we can't right. leave our houses because our right. days are monotonous. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: What's interesting about this movie is it, it played at Sundance, and Hulu bought it before this even happened. Really? Um, they, they were intending to release it somewhat theatrically, mm. probably limited, but it was always a Hulu yeah. movie, which is wow. pretty interesting. And
0: now it's playing at some drive-ins, which are- right. Thankfully, having sort of a resurgence these days, Thank it's, God. it's been yeah. fun. Yeah, one near Cody's house just opened up, he was telling me. Yeah, yeah. open
1: back up, and yeah. I will have to go at some point... But I, uh, the problem is all the 2020 movies that they are showing, I saw before everything shut down. Right. Uh, but, the, but they are, are showing some, some classics, which yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hit some mm-hmm. of those. Like JP, uh, for it's, people in the biz, that's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Everyone in the biz
0: uh, knows. <laughs>
1: everybody knows. JP, I M, That's Iron Man. Yeah. JP Morgan um,
0: actually stands for Jurassic Park Morgan. Jurassic Park Morgan.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he just was a big fan. Is JP Morgan Banks? I, I think uh, so.
3: I'm not a insurance? smart man.
1: <laughs> is it banks or is it suits? I'm, I think I'm it's, not sure. it's that's not banks. Suits. You're thinking of
0: Joseph A. Bank. Joseph A. Banks. Joseph A. Bank, <laughs> yes, which is not a is. bank. That one. <laughs> which suits. is not a bank.
1: That one suits.
2: I think J.P. Morgan is like life insurance and investment. Ye- I think okay, you're right, kind yeah. of thing.
1: All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So Palm Springs, it's very good. It's my favorite mm-hmm. movie of the year so far. Um, it's um, up it here. has I all liked it a lot.
2: Yeah, it, it has. Go ahead, It go ahead. has my mother in it. You guys know my mother. You guys met my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's in it. the 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 mother from How I Met Your Mother. Is, right. is oh, it. it's Mili- a good joke I Malone. just Got made. It. Got it. Yes, um, Kristen. You, Malone. you You would know this if you had watched. I, I only watch only it. the final season of How I Met Your Mother.
0: <laughs> right. Ah, uh, was she? She showed up. No, it Before. was just
3: the final she w- season. She,
1: wasn't it? She showed up in the. She showed up in the second. To add, la- uh, was like it the, like the
2: finale of the final episode or something, or the the finale of the? They met third season. at a
0: dang wedding that took an entire season to talk about, <laughs> and, and then was
2: in,
1: I- invalidated uh in the next in episode. episode. It took yeah.
0: nineteen <laughs> episodes to get married, and then one episode to get a divorce um
2: like the the end of one episode to get a divorce welcome to 2020 when we have
1: nothing to do but re-litigate the how i met your mother finale i'm still mad about it (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah so yes she's good she was also in the show a to z which i watched the pilot of and then didn't watch any more of um, I think she comes from Broadway. She's she great was in, in once. The movie. I think
2: she was in once on Broadway. Yeah.
1: Yes, that is right.
0: Specifically yes. like her chemistry with Sambert. Like they're great playing off each other. Yes. It looks like they yes. had a Probably. fun time making the
1: movie. Um mm-hmm. JK Simmons gives an incredible supporting performance. Yeah. Very um, good.
0: On top of just being wildly funny, there's like one scene in particular that's actually quite like moving moving yeah. yeah
1: that and and I think that's what this uh, it, I thought it was hysterical tickled me funny bone um, but I also think it just is it, it had some really interesting ideas and really play with some formats and
0: stuff like that and
2: who's my, Who's my the guy, guy on Twitter that like shouts about Bloomberg and Chad thinks he's funny? Connor O'Malley, and he is Connor very, O'Malley yeah, is, is I also. I don't just in the think movie. he's funny. He's a very <laughs> funny person. I I don't think he's funny in those like <laughs> videos he puts Me on either. Twitter. I think he's very funny in that movie. <laughs>
1: yes, he he's good. Um, it is. It's not. Uh, it's maybe the best movie star. Uh, no, I can't say that. Um, it's it's maybe the best movie starring someone from Teen Wolf. Um, because he plays the husband. Um, okay, he is he is one of the main guys on Teen Wolf. Just trust me. Okay, I've okay. seen movies with Teen Wolf actors. Wait, You've hold on. You've also seen good. Teen Wolf.
2: I have seen I have Teen not Wolf. watched Teen Wolf, and you know what? I've seen Teen Wolf the movie. Oh,
1: I have not seen that.
2: <laughs> I've only seen the TV show. Um. So, Mark, what did you?
1: What did you see at your couch, Megaplex?
2: You know, I have been wishing that I was immortal and could never die because that way I would just like catch COVID and. And just f- fuck it. and I'll go outside. And no, I would catch it, isolate until I die, and then come back and be fine. And I guess have antibodies? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But can the an old immortal persons get
0: antibodies?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's
2: a question, huh? We that's, just don't have the science a, to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. We should get Bouchy. Charlize Theron to get, uh, <laughs> to get COVID. Um, I watched The Old Guard, which is which is about a team of immortals um, doing shit around the world. Um, basically, they're like these, these four people who um, are all Wolverine in our various ages, they ranging from— clause. That's very important. Ra-
1: they don't have claws. They
2: don't have claws. They they just like when they get hurt, they heal quickly. Yeah. Um and they're all very old, ranging from like millennium old to like uh one millennium old. Right. Um they <laughs> don't actually say how old they are, but they're like they talk uh... about like so
1: it's so it's like several millennia, like one millennia, and like twenty four. <laughs> yeah. That's the age range. <laughs> talk about an old guard.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah talk about an, an old old guard. Um, they like, they f- find out that there's another one of them and they have to go save her before, like, well, know, know, what, Dursley what could the stakes finding...
0: possibly be? Like, what's going to happen to this immortal? <laughs>
2: well, it's, it's, it's that they'll be, they'll be captured and they're like, immortality will be exploited by bad people. Right.
1: Um, um and Dudley Dursley is like, "Hi, hey, come here. I need, I need you for my experiments. Um, he says,
2: he says, I'm the youngest CEO on Big Pharma, which is the most insane thing for like a Bond villain to say. Yeah,
1: it's fun. <laughs> um, and then Chitaway Geofor is
2: like, oh, I put all the pieces together for you Dudley Dursley. <laughs> Uh, they s- I have, I have a map and some strange Dudley. I, I can't. I'm really, I'm really just doing your impersonation. Do, we doing. It was bad doing, to
1: start with. We're doing one accent for every British person in this movie. Um, no, it's. Uh, I watched it too. It's fun. The, I think the yeah. action scenes are really good.
2: The action scenes are really good. Um, I think the plot is interesting. It's based off of a graphic novel. Yes. Um, that seems interesting. It definitely seems like it's like setting up future movies in a way that I never really love. Yeah. Like, like they give some backstory that you're like, oh, they're going to like, that's going to come back and they're going to meet that character later. But and it's like never mentioned again.
0: They could but, call the sequel The New
2: Guard. Yeah. And that's a well, good sequel title. I was going to say The Older Guard. Mm. Um, but we could workshop it.
1: I, um yeah, I, I think all the, like, plot stuff, it's, like, it, it's kind of fun, or, like, the backstory and stuff like that. It's kind of fun. It, it's stuff we've kind of seen before in ways, and there's some parts where it's, like, a little too talky for me, but those action scenes whip ass. So, like... Yes, they're you know, extremely it, awesome. And it really makes up for it, and, like, I don't know, Charlize Theron has a battle axe. My, my, my one complaint is, they have swords and axes sometimes mm-hmm. but they also have guns, yes, they use their guns a lot more than their swords and their battle axes, and that feels like a missed opportunity. <laughs> they do
2: <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of like battle axe and sword fighting though it's I like have, depends on if it's close well, quarters or true. i mean i'm I always want more battle axe,
1: so they do um, <laughs> do one of my favorite things in like. Uh, th- that has kind of been happening in action movies a lot more recently, where they're like, "I have a gun, but it makes this scene too easy if I just shoot, and it's too close, so I'm gonna hit people with my gun. <laughs> like I'm gonna yes. use my shotgun as
2: a club." Mm. Um, I mean, after
0: fun. a millennia of shooting people, you probably get a little bored. You get well, creative. guns
2: have not been around that long. Chad. I guess that's true. The gun after isn't centuries immortal. of shooting
0: people, you kind of get. Right. They
2: say angry. that they say that she's forgotten more ways to kill people than anyone else was ever known yeah which is kind of a cliche line but you know it's cool you're, you're alive I mean, that,
0: since that's a good line
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a good line um i i asked one of my friends who's like super into history i like you don't really know how old she is but her name is like aphrodite of Scythia or something like that and he's like oh yeah Scythia is like you know ancient persia before ancient greece and i was yeah. like so, old. old. I got it.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Um, people should watch it. Chat should watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's really easy. Uh, Cody, what have you turn. watched? <laughs> All right. So, everybody was like, Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. I was like, Psh. old hat. I'm not, I'm not, (laughs) I don't want to watch Hamilton anymore. I want to watch a documentary about what happened before Hamilton. And uh, because there's nothing I love more than improv groups. So let me watch an (laughs) hour and a half documentary on Lin-Manuel's rap improv group, Freestyle Love Supreme. So I watch We Are Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, I think it's kind of a fun doc. Um, It's, it's, I mean, they're funny. Like, I mean, they are good at kind of the improv rap, and it's kind of cool how they <laughs> kind of started from not much, and then they go on to be some of the most influential
0: people. So in they started theater. from the bottom.
1: And now they're here. And now they're here. Yes. Um, and that particular show, its path of, like, being done in, like, bookstores, and now they did it. They did a Broadway right, uh, run of the Freestyle Love Supreme show. Um, completely improvised. I kind of forget that Broadway sometimes has more than just musicals or plays. They have like Stomp, which is like a concert performance or something like that. So, anyway, uh, divergent. But it's cool. Um, I think the kind of trouble I. I mean, it, it, it's weird. Self myth. Mythologizing is always weird. And the documentarian for this is a guy who is friends with them and has been like filming them since 2005. So like, you know, the self uh, mythologizing is always a tad odd Um but but I still think it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting but it's not hard hitting necessarily um but I not that it has to be but I think the other thing that I've kind of noticed in documentaries recently is that even when it's supposed to be about something fun it's treated as the most serious thing (laughs) of all time with like serious like intense music and I'm like y'all are like rapping dick jokes and like I love that like that's good like make the documentary feel more fun mm-hmm. rather than like this grand epic scale you know you can that have is, uh, fun documentaries
0: that is an interesting point I, I guess like like I really like the May it Last the Avett Brothers documentary, but yeah. there is like a point in that where it's like it almost feels like songwriting and performing is like torture to the brothers just because of like right. a couple of songs are like you know heavy to them. But right? I don't know. It's, they're fun. They they get to play right. like bluegrass folk rock music, and like some of the joy might get lost because they're like so serious on a couple. And of
2: it's things.
1: like, and I understand things can get like tricky and hard at points, but like totally. I don't know if I've stood up for this on uh, this podcast or just to you guys individually, but I watched the entire frozen two documentary series and weirdly enough, that's one of my favorite recent documentaries because it has a tone where it's like, no, this is fun. What we're doing is fun, even though it's stressful and everybody's like freaking out and, that actually shows a lot of things go wrong and they didn't know if songs were going in fucking 6 months before an animated movie is released which stresses me out just thinking about it um yeah i can't imagine but it's like they they they're rapping and like using like pulling uh, like i don't know it it's just it's it's so self serious at times that it kind of loses the fun of it and the whole idea of this documentary is like isn't this fun i don't know um, I would still if you're if you're a big Lim Manuel fan or I mean that's probably most people should probably to it. watch it. Yeah. yeah. There's um, also
2: like the, the George Washington from yes, uh, Chris Jackson. Hamilton is in it.
1: Yeah. Um the guy who plays the beatboxer in pitch perfect, he's one of their main guys now and um, he's cool. And then the the director of the show, who is the guy who directed Hamilton and then directed the Hamilton movie, Tommy Kail, you kind of get to see his stuff, which is cool, too, because now I think he is about to be a pretty big person just, like, in movies and stuff in general. Uh, he married Michelle Williams recently because they worked on Fosse Verdon together. Mm. Um, so get to see his stuff too but i don't know if you're into that stuff i, I would recommend it i don't know i wouldn't say rush out to see it is basically it's an hour and a half though so fuck it we got nothing but time this <laughs> is basically how i feel yeah
0: not a lot of movies coming out this weekend i we we're just talking about like preparing for the at the megaplex section of the podcast for next week right. and there is nothing coming out so <laughs> That we know creative. of, but
1: the thing is, we always forget, like, oh, wait, fuck, that comes out on HBO Max yeah. that day, or that comes out on... Oh, th- so speaking of HBO Max,
0: up. is American Pickle coming up before next episode?
1: I think it'll be the next, it'll be the next where okay, we have, like, okay, okay. The, but it's, it's like, there might be nothing for next episode, but then the next episode, there will be...
0: Like three things,
1: two movies that Mark and Chad care about, and the two, <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> bullshit Disney CGI plus. kid movies, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Cody will talk about, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's fun. Movies, movies are good. It's movies, it, I, I saw somebody kind of point out good. that um, even though a bunch of new stuff has hasn't come out. They hadn't quite felt the point where they feel like they're running out of things yet, and I kind of feel like I'm in a similar boat where I am kind of like catching up on some stuff that I'm like, ah, oh. I don't feel like I'm wanting to watch anything. I'm just disappointed I can't go to a theater. That yeah. Makes sense. Like, there's always something new for me to watch or something old to catch up on. I just can't go to theaters, and that's what. I
2: feel like so. I feel like I am more caught up than I normally would be, though, oh, because for there isn't. Because sure. I feel like. It's not like there would be less streaming stuff if there was movies in right. theaters. It's just like mm. there would be this and then also movies in theaters. Right. So I would just be behind on this stuff. I mean, which yeah, I I'll... care less about. Like if I had I mean I think I would I would probably have watched The Old Guard and um the Palm Springs mm-hmm. as well. But, but, like, I think that I, there's a lot of stuff that I have watched that I just would not have gotten, ar- gotten around to if I also had to go to theaters to watch other stuff. Yeah. right. I mean,
1: I, I, I think I, I would have seen Palm Springs. I don't think I Definitely. would have watched the Freestyle Love Supreme Dog. I don't think I would have watched Old Guard until, like, Mark told me that I should. Um, I went not fucking watched Extraction a couple months ago. Like, there's been a lot right. of stuff that I, like, have watched yeah. because it's something new. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: Scoob. Uh, I probably would have skipped if like it wasn't the only thing to watch that week. <laughs> and Scoob
2: I mean, did go to the theaters.
0: It yeah. would have been in theaters, but like I would have seen like oh, it's like a zero percent poorly received movie. I'm seen not gonna me watch go
1: opening night and been like, nah, I'm good. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scoob sucks. We've talked Scoob about is it. so bad.
0: Like I expected it to be like you know. It's not going to change my life. Like, it's going to be an okay time, but it's, like, offensively a bad Scooby Doo movie.
1: My, my little sister, I, I was I was home this past weekend because I'm in the process of moving back home, and it was her uh, 16th birthday. And she, she was like, Hey, I watched Scoob. And I was like, Ah, yeah, it sucks. she was like, Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so, so like- something that, like,
0: I haven't really articulated is insane about that movie. But there's a doing... go to hell
1: at the end? Well, there's
0: that. But <laughs> what's more insane than a Scooby Doo movie where they go to hell is that it's a Scooby Doo movie where there is a Star is born joke, the, like, a, yes. a Bradley Cooper Star is born joke, while also having like a Simon Cowell American Idol 2003 joke in the same The Simon same Cowell breath.
1: thing is is like the original sin of that movie because it yeah. is three minutes into it. It sucks.
0: It's insane, and like the fact that like they're doing an old tired 2003 joke while also trying to do like oh the Oscar contender of two years ago
2: joke. It's just weird. It doesn't work at all. I feel like Simon Cowell was off of T V by the time their target audience was born. Yeah.
1: I mean he here's the thing. He is still on X Factor, I think. But, but, no, but I know, I know. Kids, but kids don't watch that, that's for boomers. No. It, it really is. It really is. Yeah, it uh there's also not really that much of a mystery in it and the gang is separated yeah. from most of it, etcetera, et cetera. It's <laughs> it's bad. But speaking of jokes from two thousand three Let's add a uh, plus nine, three to nine that nine and talk about jokes from 2006. Um, so hop into 2006 to talk about 2006 jokes. We are talking this week about Nacho Libre, which is Chad's pick for the podcast. Yeah, it is uh, for the best movie of 2006. Um, t- t- I think I want to do the plot summary first, uh, and then. Okay. And then we'll kinda dive into sure. I don't know, the shit that we normally dive into. Yeah. I feel
2: like the monologue covered a lot of the plot.
1: It covered basically all of it. But, um, that's but just, just to it refresh for
3: people.
0: We have a format yeah, let's you just follow know, the format. You know, format. I don't
3: know. Yeah.
1: Uh, so Ignacio, A.K.A. Nacho, is a monk who serves at an orphanage. However, what he wants to do most is wrestle. He moonlights as a luchador, flirts with a nun, and defeats the most famous luchador, Ramses, all while supporting the orphanage with his prize. Ramses.
0: Play. It's Ramses. Yes. Ramses.
1: Mm, it's Ramses. <laughs> um. Uh, so. So that's 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 basically the basic plot. Um. And, Chad, you picked this. Yes, you, I did. You talk a little bit about your your experience with this movie? Why um, you picked it?
0: Yeah, from a very young age, this movie has been a part of my life. I think I saw it in theaters in 2006 because I was a big fan of Napoleon Dynamite. And then... So, Chad, yeah, follow-up question. Yeah, Would yeah. you
1: define 13 as a very young age?
0: Uh, yeah, I think 12, 13 is a very young age, yeah. Because this would have been the summer okay. of 2006, so that would have been after the summer between 5th and 6th grade-ish was when the movie came out, right? Or was it not a summer release? Was it?
1: Uh, I didn't look up that piece. I'm sure it was summer. Yeah. Feels like a summer I movie. think it was summer or yeah. spring. Feels like a summer. So this is the
0: summer between 5th and 6th grade. I think that's, for me, I think that's a pretty young age. Um Okay. But yeah, since, I'm,
1: since I'm, it's released... I'm trying a new approach of hard-hitting journalism because yeah. I watched that video today on Twitter and everybody <laughs> applauded that guy for asking basic questions. Wait, so the, I'm just g- trying... Uh, <laughs>
0: wait, what video? Are you talking about the The, the, the Chris interview? Wallace video? The
1: Chris Wallace, where yeah. <laughs> he just, he's just like... It's 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 good that he did it, but at the yeah. same time, it's just like pretty basic things, and people are like, "Whoa, holding his feet to the fire," and it's like, <laughs> it's mean, a it's a good like, interview.
0: It, I like it, that he like blows is. up the cognitive test. That's just like
1: yeah, when he's like it's it's yeah, it was. I mean, it's
3: a picture of an elephant. It's a picture of an elephant. <laughs> of an elephant. <laughs> at one point, they so, ask you to count yes, down from a hundred
1: by seven. It, it is a good interview. <laughs> yeah. My bigger point is. Everyone should be doing that. Why are we applauding the one guy who's doing his job? You well, know, probably because kind of he is the things. one guy. <laughs> and if yeah, more people enough. were, okay. we'd applaud them
0: too. Yeah, okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, but, politics corner.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so you think 12 to 13 is a young age. That's good to know. Um, so, so so, you like this movie at a young age. Um, have, you, yeah. have you revisited yeah. it a lot um, over the years?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been like a, it, it, especially at a younger age, it was a movie that would get a lot of screen time. Our whole family found it very funny. It, it was a hit for like my parents, um, me and my two brothers. Um, and yeah, this was a movie cause I love Napoleon Dynamite so much and this is Mark's one of those movies where I was just starting to learn what like a director is. I think it was the sixth sense and M Night Shyamalan, mm. I was always excited about Shyamalan movies, but then this was like the second director where I was like, I wanna, I wanna know who this guy is. Um, but then I kind of fell off of him after this movie, even though I loved it. I don't really know why. Well,
2: he's only made one more movie after this, which mm-hmm. I had never heard about. No, until he's I made looked it three up. more.
0: There's Gentleman Broncos, which I've not yeah. seen. Don Verdeen and Masterminds. I've seen those two. Is um,
2: Masterminds? I'm thinking of mm-hmm. Mega Mind. My bad. Oh. <laughs> Mastermind, M- Mastermind is uh, Zach
0: Galifianakis is, uh, robs a bank with uh, Kristen Wiig. Um,
1: and that one's a, a lot more like a standard kind of studio comedy, right? It is, or am it is, I wrong? It is straight
0: that? up studio comedy. Like when I learned that that was Jared Hess, I was kind of surprised. I can see his style on it, but not nearly as much as I see it on Napoleon, right. Nacho, and Don uh-huh. Verdeen. Um, um,
1: I always thought Bench Warmers he directed just because it had the Napoleon Dynamite guy in it. like Yeah. It, 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 it wires crossed in my brain. Right. And that was
0: another one that was just a straight up studio comedy. But, um, yep. But yep. yeah, I, I love this movie. It's, it's beautifully shot. I really love Hess's style. It's very funny. Um, funny in like lots of ways. I think Jack Black brings a lot of his like charisma to it and, uh, Mm-hmm. And he is very funny. It's a funny script. Um, but also, like I mentioned in the the monologue, like if you just took the plot points that happened, you might imagine a totally different movie. Like you might imagine that it's like a little more of a drama. Cause well, and of, I like, was talking to... wrestler. Right. Something, something like that. Sure.
2: I, I was talking to Chad before as well about the fact that like the difference between this and Napoleon Dynamite is that Mike White co-wrote this, who is the writer of School of Rock. Jack Black stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, and this very, like, Napoleon Dynamite, you know, in that commentary, we kind of talked about, like, the bare bones of a plot, and it, but it's more of, like, a character arc than, like, a real plot where it's like, okay, you know, here's a, a goal and here's, like, a big scene where we're, like, you know, confronted and exposed. Yeah, I, I think that the plot of this is a lot more defined. So um, it, as it is... As opposed to...
0: It is, but it also has some of that, like Jared has from Napoleon Dynamite, like energy of like, there's these like short little vignettes. So it's like, this is Nacho yeah. trying to get like a partner, and then it's like, this is them um, this following this lead of like, maybe the eagle egg can give them like the strength they need. Or then it's following the stream of like, if we can only meet Ramses, then maybe we can uh, become serious wrestlers. It's like, these, like, small little goals that are almost like these, like, vignettes of what's happening. But, 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 they're, they're, they're,
1: but they're all pointing towards that end result. Whereas yeah, Napoleon, yeah, yeah. there were just scenes that were just scenes. Yeah, um, like the, the, the right. no
2: shaving your head part of Napoleon <laughs> or the... Like, basically, the entire brothers subplot is just, like, its own thing that's kind of unrelated to Napoleon's main plot.
0: I mean, the same could be said about... Well, I don't know. It's pretty pretty connected. It it is tighter in this movie. I'm not pretending it's not tighter. But it still has that, like, feeling of, like... Like, Nacho, very early in the movie, or Ignacio, rather, uh, goes to do his, as he calls it later, his dead guy duty, where he's going to check on someone in the village who's sick and he thinks that he's dead and that vignette is just like totally separate from the plot other than he feels demeaned in his position at the monastery which leads him to wrestling so it's connected but it it also feels very much like one of those napoleon dynamite vignettes
2: yeah and you know i think i might like prefer the structure of this movie to napoleon Mm -hmm. dynamite although like i I really enjoy how loose Napoleon Dynamite is. But I also like the fact that this one is a little bit more structured. You know, I'm not saying that one approach is better than the other. I I just think that it's interesting um, that in his follow-up to Napoleon Dynamite, he was like, okay, let's get a co-writer, or maybe Jack Black brought a co-writer in to, like, just strengthen the plot a little bit. Right.
1: Yeah. I think it was probably the Jack Black bringing Mike White in, if I had to guess. Because mm-hmm. this, is, this is an interesting era of Jack Black as giant movie star. Um, yeah. Which, you know, he, he's still in movies, but I think him as a giant movie star is not quite the same as it was in this certain time. Because you have to imagine, this is like, what is this, a year,
2: two years after School of Rock? It's two years after School of Rock, it's but it's also around like Gulliver's Travel period. was around yeah. here. Um, Tenacious Gulliver's D. Travel kind of
0: marks the ending of this era of Jack Black as a movie star, I think. Uh,
2: Gulliver's Travel's
1: like 2011. Is but, it 2011? 2011? I mean, Shallow... was
0: earlier than that. 2010.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it was earlier. Um, but Shallow How kind of kicks it off in 2001. Mm. One, yeah. And then School of Rock, King Kong, Tenacious Man, D. the aughts were the just holiday. the decade Ooh. of
1: Black.
0: <laughs> Jack
1: Black. King
2: Kong...
0: Jack Black's like very King good. Kong. It's very good. Why did no one pick I, that?
1: I don't know. King Kong's good.
2: Why didn't we do it as the picky? Because it's fucking three hours long. Probably. I haven't um. seen King Kong <laughs> since the theaters. Where, and I think I missed uh, 20 minutes of that movie because I probably peed three times during that movie. <laughs> I I've, I loved that movie legitimately. It's beautiful.
0: It's my again. favorite Kong. Like You, you take the oh, original. Yeah. You take the Skull Island I haven't seen the – there's original, one in, like, the 70s or anything. You have to 80s. give it props. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the 70s one with bridges. But I haven't seen yeah, that you one. Yeah, you have to give the original props, but, yeah. man, I love I love Kong. Yeah. Damn. Hey, Godzilla vs. Kong coming out this year, huh? Mm, probably um, not, unless
0: 2020, like, takes a turn and it happens <laughs> in reality. Uh, it's probably not <laughs> happening. Um, um,
1: I, think, I think they've actually already pushed that one back but anyway <laughs> it's depressing um yeah so jack black is a movie star what do you guys i mean i know we kind of talked about it during school of rock but i i kind of want to yeah. get in it so it a little bit more I think cody
0: i think you said off pod that this like when you first watched the movie like a week ago that this is like kind of the the pinnacle of like jack black being jack black yeah, I would say that that's School of Rock, and maybe or maybe tenacious D, and this yeah. to me feels like he's doing something a little different. Um, I mean, they still get the like, especially in like the uh, the musical number at the end, the Incarnacion song, which rules. But that's just Jack Black. I mean, he's literally staring down the barrel of the camera, and he's just <laughs> like, "I'm Jack Black right now,
3: right. doing
0: his little riffs and his runs." I, but uh,
1: I. I think he's kind of doing the same Jack Black thing, and I think I've realized that I don't know that I'm the biggest fan of the Jack Black thing. I, I obviously love him in King Kong, um, <laughs> which is not
0: the Jack Black thing in that movie <laughs> no, it's at, not all. at all.
1: I mean, I mean, the movies that I like Jack Black in, I think, are not the Jack Black.
0: What do you think of uh, Jumanji and Tumanji?
1: I think he's fine. Yeah. I think I think he is kind of the weakest of the four in kind of an huh. interesting way. Um, because he, I mean, it's just like, isn't it funny that a girly girl is in Jack Black's body? And, and to be like fair, that
0: ass. is very funny.
1: Yeah, I guess. But I, I think Kevin Hart, who is somebody that I'm often mixed on, I actually think is good in those Ah, interesting. I'm good. kind of the exact yeah.
0: opposite. Interesting. Because Kevin Hart, um, to me, like... It, it kind of feels like Jack Black doing a stereotypical Valley Girl thing, but it also feels like he is playing that girl. And to me, Kevin sure. Hart feels more like he's just doing Kevin he's Hart and he's not himself. actually being that
1: athlete guy. I guess um, that's a
0: fair enough
1: criticism. They're both funny I, It's
0: because it's a pretty funny movie. But
1: I haven't seen Kung Fu Panda, any of those, mm. and I actually think I would love those. I think the you would, too. The, the,
0: the first one I've seen, it's it's really good. I've only seen
2: the the first one and I enjoyed it well enough. Yeah. Um, I really like him in high fidelity, which is where he, he like, that was his first movie, like where they discovered him. Um, and, and in that movie he plays like someone that is like obnoxious. Right. Uh, and like everyone is kind of sick of the Jack black thing that he does, but it, he's also great in it. And like in the end, he's like sweet and people kind of come around on him. Um, I like Bernie, him in Bernie. Yep. Which is not a, a big Jack Black thing. I don't think he's all. great in Goosebumps, well, although I, Goosebumps is good. Goosebumps, so, those are my so two. So when you say the Jack Black King Kong. So when
0: you say the Jack Black thing like I don't know. In School of Rock, he's kind of that like personified, like like he's like the man child into rock and roll music, and he's like yelling, and he's yeah. That's sort of the Jack Black thing to me. To me, this this yeah. character Nacho just feels so different than than that thing. I don't. I, mean, I, don't, I, I, I don't. I really don't see it. Like I, I see like a know, guy who feels like an outsider in his community, and he's you, know, and he's like a dreamer, and he's like aspiring to greatness. Um, And he's very funny. I think there is
2: a little bit of the man child, a little bit, or at least like an immature person who doesn't take things as seriously as everyone around him wants to take it. But to me, the Jack Black thing is mostly where you like make the noise that a guitar would make, where he's like... And that's what love he does in the Incarnacion and, and all <laughs> yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. But it, it I just, also love that, yeah, so I don't it, mind.
0: It, and it works for me in this movie because it feels like a different version of it. And then like he turns it on a couple of places. But mostly he's just playing this like monk who's torn about like being a wrestler or being a man of God.
1: I don't think it's different enough from his stuff for me, which but I think the movies that I do really like him in, which are King Kong, Bernie, um and Yeah, uh, Bernie,
0: he never gets to make guitar noises goosebumps. with his mouth. He's a totally different person there. <laughs> he's very yeah, he's so very good in that movie too. And th- I might be that's two thousand eleven.
1: Yeah, you're not picking that one.
0: I might be now I don't <laughs>
1: think you are based on what you have. Okay. Um, we'll talk we'll talk we'll about it. We'll discuss that. But uh I, oh you may um. So, I, shit. Now I'm distracted. Um, so I want to yeah, hear so like. So you guys had. I don't. I don't love Jack Black. Kind is yeah. kind of something I've realized. And then this morning I watched, uh, Bewitched, which is not a good movie. But then I was like, yeah. fuck. I think I like w- Will Ferrell. <laughs> kind of. No well, matter. yeah. Of so there's just certain Will people Will that spirit. I, like the manchild thing works for me kind of in the Feral way and the Andy Samberg way, but for whatever reason, Jack Black does not work for me. For
0: me, me. I think I didn't like Jack Black for a period of my time, for a period of time of my life, because I saw so many guys who wanted to adopt that persona because they thought he was so funny, and they were like, hey, I'm Mm -hmm. chubby. I could be like the Jack Black type. Uh, And that was off-putting. But it's been years since I've been around people like that, and now I just enjoy it. Like, I, right. I just, I just love it. It's he's 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 very funny.
1: Um, um brief aside. Um, Bernie's actually a 2012 movie. Um, mm. so that's why mm. I don't think you'll do it. Um, yeah, but there's we'll, some, we'll revisit there's some good movies. Um, there.
0: <laughs> so this was y'all's first time seeing the movie. I talked about like it being my it's a part of my life. I want to hear because Cody. Didn't love it. Mark thought it was pretty good. Uh, it, so I, I brought like a lot of like what I loved about it as a child to my viewing this time. But I also, there's certain things in the movie that strike me as so funny now that like probably didn't resonate with me as a kid. Um, what was y'all's experience like to seeing it for the first time?
2: I want to hear it. I mean, I had major like quarantine brain while watching it. So I like struggled to pay attention, which the vignette nature of it made it almost better for that. Sure. Um, but I, I mean, I really loved it. I, I really do think that on another watch where a, I can pay more attention to it. Um, sure. But al- also, you know, it just feels like something that just grows on you in the way that like, a, an inside joke where it's like, you know, the more you kind of, s- yeah. The the more times you know, the more I experience I hear the, the, the silliness, the more times like,
0: I hear Nacho say it says in the Bible not to wrestle your neighbors, the funnier that line gets to me. like,
2: Yeah. And I mean, just like it feels like a movie where you really have to like understand its vibe almost. And Mm. and that just works better on a second watch by nature. But I thought this movie was was fantastic. And I love the Jared Hess of it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I need to watch a third movie of his. Um, (laughs) We
0: didn't talk about the uh, opening sequence, like the, the title sequence and how beautiful and fun that is
2: yes and and similar to the Mm -hmm. napoleon dynamite opening sequence he loves those
0: overhead shots of food on the table for sure yes yes it's great recurring thing in his films um but yeah also just like quick and funny like snatching of things that you see happen a few times in this movie like when he's uh not building but creating his luchador uh costume as a kid and he's like slowly like he pulls the tablecloth out knocks stuff mm-hmm. over it's it's funny and well-timed and it's also just gorgeously yeah. shot
2: it's great yeah and something about the way he films things is is just gorgeous even if it's just like an indoor scene yeah Um. I don't know his like his All of his sets are really interesting. Yeah, Um, and and in a a really like simple and like yeah, you know, you can kind of feel the poverty uh, in Mm -hmm. in both this and Napoleon Dynamite. Where it's not like oh these people are poor and sad, but it's like this is just what they have. Yeah, Um, which I really love.
0: That's an that's an interesting like the the poverty in the production design but it's it's still like a they're both gorgeous movies I think like yeah the aesthetics of Napoleon Dynamite are like I don't know just visually stimulating in a cool way like we, we when we did the commentary we were just talking about how cool his shirts were but they were just like thrift store finds <laughs> Yeah
2: and and, and all, I mean just like the the landscape of Napoleon mm. Dynamite is just like breathtaking yeah, and you wouldn't expect that in just like a a regular like teen comedy high school, right? Whatever. Yeah, Cody, y- y- what were your thoughts on watching this th- th- for your first time?
1: Um, hmm. let me think of how I want to talk about this. I think let well, so, so we often talk about our history with the movie, and I didn't see it as a kid. Yeah, but I actually think there's kind of something interesting there because. Like it was heavily advertised. Mm-hmm. It was a Nick movie.
0: Um, I'm sure you saw the TV spot with the stretchy pants line. Like a absolutely. Times. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what I find pretty interesting is, at the time, I had zero desire to see it. Um, As a 12
0: year old boy, you didn't want to see the the comedy movie from Napoleon Dynamite.
3: Huh.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Which is kind of weird and I don't fully know why but I think it is I had gotten annoyed of Napoleon Dynamite because I don't think it hit my school quite the year it came out you know so it mm. so it was kind of like a year before Nacho rather than like a two year you know Um and I was like yeah I like Napoleon well enough but like I don't know that doesn't look that funny to me and I wasn't a big Jack Black fan
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I actually kind of wonder if I didn't see Napoleon until like the year this movie came out. I really don't remember that exact timeline. But I but I would see the commercials and stuff and I just had no desire to ever watch it mm-hmm. and I never went back to it or anything like that. Um but it it does seem weird cuz it seems like I was the perfect audience like to get it right at that time. Right, like, we oh, were I at a to go see We were
0: at the age where like that uh, especially like some of the more like flatulent humor which happens mm. a couple of times there's that hilarious diarrhea since easter's line mm-hmm. uh and then there's the two well-timed farts as nacho jumps well-timed
1: is <laughs> controversial um, <laughs> no
0: it's hilarious uh but yeah those things would like really like resonate <laughs> with a 12 year old audience so like i don't know mm. i feel like you should have watched it it's back then
1: I also, like, we didn't go to the theater that much. I'm the oldest of four, Mm. um, and my little sister was two at this point. Um, So we weren't going to the theater a ton, and I think by the time it hit DVD, like, there was even less of an interest to actually get it from, like, my parents or something like that because they kind of had the control. I
2: I remember this movie not getting great reviews when it came out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes are abysmal of this movie. 40% 40% yeah, forty
1: percent on Rotten Tomatoes, two point nine on Letterboxd.
2: Um, two point nine on Letterboxd is surprisingly low because Letterboxd will normally catch like the current point of view on the movie. Um, yeah. yeah, my, I mean, to go back to my experience of the movie, I, I think that my brother went with someone to watch this movie without me, um, so I didn't get to see it in theaters, and then, uh. You know, I, in, by high school, a lot of my friends liked this movie, and I was always just a little bit too late for it. And it was one of those things where, like, I was not in on the inside joke, but also like was so out that I was like, "Oh no, it's fine. I don't even want to," you know, get in on the on what you guys are talking about in a in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, a lot of my friends really like this movie, uh, and I feel like I've caught. Parts of it, like on TV, or like people have shown me parts of it before. Because while watching it, oh, there were a lot of scenes where I was like, "This is really familiar. I've seen this." Yeah, um,
1: interesting.
2: Don't know where. Yeah, that
1: I, I mean, it was it was not a big thing with like uh, it did not have much of a cultural impact, um, like at my school or anything. And like I, Chad was the first person I knew who like <laughs> was really into it. It, it did not have
0: <clears throat> that much of a cultural thing for me um that's so interesting that like, i don't know like because my whole family loved it like it was huge for, right. for me like since the since it came out and uh I don't know, a few friends in college too like right. love this movie and we'd like talk about it together and and you know do the the quote reference shit that people do when they connect over a movie always funny always funny <laughs> always funny to say stuff like uh Nah, I'm blanking on a Nacho Libre quote. But I'll have
1: what she's having. Oh, I was just doing a different quote. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, um, uh, and as my thoughts for this movie, I don't really like it. Uh, yeah. Even a little bit. <laughs> That's a bummer um, because I
0: I want to like this movie with you. I want to connect over it with you.
1: Did you,
2: We've did got you find any of
0: movies we connect?
1: Did over. you
2: find any of it funny or did the humor just not work on you?
0: Uh, yeah, that's
1: kind of the problem, is I didn't find it funny. There there were a couple times where it was like an internal chuckle, but those were mm. few and far between. Um but no, I did not uh find it funny at all. I think um <sighs> It, it it's in i don't know i i like going through the i m d b quotes page and if you told me the plot of this movie it it's kind of a weird thing where um I'm like, oh that sounds funny, but it just wasn't in mm. execution for me it's like oh that 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 idea is kind of funny um but i um, i do it just didn't work for me I
0: have a hunch that the world is just so bad right now (laughs) that it may have affected your ability to find this movie funny.
1: See, but I've watched other comedies recently and have loved them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of... I I was worried about the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was. I was like, am I being fair to this movie or am I just like, everything's gone to shit? How can I find any joy? But then I've watched... Like, I watched a comedy like two days ago that I was like, "Mm, masterpiece, five stars. I've Mm -hmm. been watching The Office, which everyone knows is the pinnacle of comedy. I, and I have been laughing at that. Um, what was what was the movie that you gave
2: five stars, stuff. Cody?
1: Waiting for Guffman.
2: Okay. Um, I, I think that this movie is, like, fairly and Spurs, naive sorry. and optimistic, almost. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, The Office is deeply cynical. Sure. Um, the Office and, is and waiting, cynical. And Waiting for Guffman I haven't seen, but from what I know it's kind of, like, satirical and, like, it's um, satirical
1: but I think it's actually pretty optimistic. I I actually mm. think it is kind of a uh it, it's it's th- there's moments of cynicism because it's a mockumentary and it's like small town people but it it has a spirit of kind of like joy and optimism to it. No, that's the thing. I trust me. For the past <laughs> week I have been trying to <laughs> analyze and figure out yeah. what is I, I, I thought it is what is broken with me. I've gone to Letterbox and Rotten Tomatoes, realized I'm not the only one, so I feel like a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to figure out. Let's do it. Just I promise this will be quick. We'll do, do a quick divergence on the not so fun parts of sure. why I. So do, uh, I, need, this movie do I need do I need to work. hear
0: you out and not interrupt you, or am I allowed to be like, no, that is funny? And, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let, maybe, you, I'll, let maybe you soapbox. I'll let you soapbox and then I will rebut you have 30 seconds on the clock <laughs> <laughs> I might
1: need a little more than 30 okay. seconds but, oh, shit. but 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 pretty but pretty quick yeah. this is the watching it with a 2020 lens stuff so it's not fun but I just want to bring it up quickly because I, I feel like it needs to be mentioned slightly I don't think it makes either one of you bad people for thinking this movie is funny but Jack Black should not be playing a Mexican man is kind of step one. And it's not like that. I realize it's 2006. That's not going to completely derail a movie for me, but it is something I kind of was like, man, uh, this wouldn't fly today. The other thing is the little person fight, which they think is very hysterical in the movie. uh, I found very upsetting (laughs) Um, there. I I know that was a go-to joke for a certain time. Um, and there are times where it is turned on its head and I actually think are interesting, a.k.a. the scene in Elf, kind of the only scene that works for me because the joke is put onto uh, Buddy being an idiot in that scene and not the little... I guess it is a little bit on uh, Peter Dinklage, but it is mostly on Buddy being an idiot, whereas in this movie it is. Isn't it funny that these little... People are fighting uh, Jack Black and they're kicking his ass and isn't that funny. Um, so those are the two 2020 lens things that don't quite work for me. Okay, they're so here we go. Me and Chad actually
2: actually talked yeah. about th- your first point b- the, uh, before you got on the call. The
0: character Ignacio is the son of a Scandinavian and a Mexican. He This character would look like Jack Black and there are mexican people that look like jack black and like I, I, there are, I know. there are white hispanic people so there, there is a white that. hispanic but he is and, he
1: is specifically playing a mexican person
0: yes and i do think that his whiteness because this is a movie about an outsider i think that that makes him even more of an outsider at this monastery where he is like the only white skinned character um so I think that there's those things at play. I think that it's. I don't think that it's a problem in this movie. I I would, I would agree if it wasn't kind of directly addressed by the movie when he talks about his parents and it's like I one was a Scandinavian uh, and the other one was a Mexican deacon and they were p- trying to convert each other and they got married instead, which ties which into his kind of like, pro- which ties into his forbidden romance with uh, Incarnacion, uh, which is and, fun. Yeah. What's interesting about into, that and that them both dying connects him to the orphanage and.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: I. What's interesting about saying I don't know that I'm fully on board with it still because I do still think it's kind of a cheat to get your white actor in the movie. But okay, the movie at least doesn't completely ignore it. That's that's
2: fine. Cody, I think you and I are on the same page about that. The first point, because I agree. Like, if this movie was made today, it would probably get a lot of shit for casting Jack Black in, in this role with this accent. Um, what's interesting, you know, talking about his parents wanting to convert each other. I, while watching this movie, I did some research because I was like, Jack Black, if you told me that he was Mexican, and you look it up and he is Mexican, I might believe you. He's not. But what's interesting, he like, I looked it up. Well, his mom is Jewish and his dad converted to Judaism. Mm-hmm. When they got married, oh, and they got divorced, and his dad un- unconverted, which is so almost
1: kind of like a like, uh, <laughs> which like is it, what happened with, with
2: Nacho. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. Your point about the little people wrestling is is interesting, and I kind of agree. But also, that is a subgenre, or that is something that happens a lot. In luchador wrestling, no, in luchador wrestling. Okay, okay. So, so like that is just that is like just a trope of luchador wrestling, and And whether or not that is, um, good, you know, PC in terms of of uh, luchador, like should luchador wrestling be doing that Mm -hmm. is up for debate. But it is like it's not like they were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if like. Mm. We, like, just got these, you know, little people to, like, get, you know, beat up a big person. Yeah, it, right. And it, it, it isn't out of whole cloth.
0: And the joke is, like, kind of also, they're, like, snarling, demonic. They're just scary. Like, it's, I don't
1: know. Yeah, but that that's othering them and, like, making them, like, creatures. And but that, that's, that's, that is something. The fact that they don't speak is kind of what well, but, made but it worse but
0: to
2: me. Ramses but also all of the... Speak. Ramses also doesn't True. speak. Yeah, you know, it's a, all of the luchador staying character for all of the movie. It is yeah. a, um, a
0: fascinating thing about this movie that like it creates this like other world. Like it's not mm-hmm. our reality. It is a reality where luchador wrestling is fully real, and these characters are fully real, and they have their own lives, and they'll go to the market in their masks. In their mask.
1: Yeah. yeah like Which, all these. Hey. We do that. Hey, now. we go to the market in our masks. Well, too.
3: but they have holes over their mouths, which does <laughs> right. not help.
2: They're, they're the wrong kind of masks. Right. Um, I um, think that all of the wrestling in this movie is really good. By the way, yeah, it's like um, good stunt work too. Like, it's it's like really, really good stunt work. I wonder if they got like actual luchador people to I'm choreograph sure. it and perform it. It's like mm-hmm. really good. Since wrestling.
0: everyone's in masks, you can pretty easily just put in some yeah. stunt people who are actual luchadors.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I I just wanted to bring those two things up. Like, uh, Listen, I've watched movies from a long time ago before. It it Mm -hmm. it is not solely because of that 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 I did not like it as much. It just was one piece that I kind of wanted to talk about. Ultimately, it it just is not that... Fun of a thing to talk about, but it <laughs> it just wasn't that funny to me. I, like that 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 that's yeah. kind of what it boils down to. No, um, but there are a thing. lot of things that I do kind of like respect, and yeah. there are things that you guys have talked about, which is like the production design, which I do think is mm-hmm. gorgeous. Jared has kind of has a Wes Anderson vibe, but it's a little more um, accessible, if that makes sense. Um, it's where like it's like
2: if if Wes Anderson is like on a ten of the West Anderson scale and like for Grand Budapest he turns it up to like a fifteen. This sure. is at maybe like a seven where it's like if you watch it, you're not gonna be like smacked in the face by his production design. Sure. But it's it's very good and noticeable. Um, well,
1: and I, I think the other thing is Wes Anderson is rich Wes Anderson, like with his a- aesthetic <laughs> a lot. Like it is like rich people and like finely designed. And Jared Hess is kind of like suburban or poor. Yeah. Every uh, Jared Hess movie I've seen,
0: every Jared Hess movie I've seen, and I've not seen Gentleman Broncos, so I can't speak to that. But Masterminds is about poverty. Napoleon Dynamite right. is about poverty. This is about poverty. Uh, Don Verdeen He's a, kind of like a has been, so it's like right. kind of about poverty as well. That's interesting. That's uh, something I haven't thought yeah, about, like so the connective tissue of his like uh, characters. And his, I don't know if
2: it's like about poverty, but it's like his characters are just like lower middle class or upper right. lower class. Yeah. Somewhere he in he there.
1: uses those kind of Wes Andersony like attention to detail, like let's uh, hyper focus on kind of one shot and make it a gorgeous shot. Mm. But his are not but it but it's kind of the opposite side of the coin. And I mean you can tell even which I didn't at the time when I saw Napoleon, but now in retrospect like you can tell that he's pretty inspired by Wes Anderson. Yeah, and or at the very least yeah. that
0: they're inspired by similar filmmakers. Right.
1: Yeah. Um so I, mean, so I think that's good. I think the music is pretty um solid in it um yeah the music handsome. rules
0: um the title sequence song the i am i am which like kind of mm-hmm. it it reprises it, several times throughout the film yeah um yes. is incredible the
1: score the score is good basically all the music except for when jack black sings uh, oh no you don't like the jack black good. songs absolutely no the I'm Ramses
0: not. at the party I'm like, like i'm singing at the party that wasn't him trying to pull no. that out of his ass wasn't funny to
2: you I like that song. It's funny. I like that song. I don't love it's the song fun. that he writes for Encarnacion. Incar- yeah, I don't like that one. But the, but it's, the makeup song is
1: good. the is he's he's doing the elf thing, but it it's done better in elf. Um,
3: is see this is
2: and I think like him the me and with the band
0: previously, where he's doing like the and he's just like oh like that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, part's yeah, yeah, yeah. really funny.
1: Yeah, it's it's alright. I I hate the song where he is just. Sitting there with his friend, and he starts just like singing, and that's when he really does the jack black I I, know know.
2: I I I hear you, but I like it
0: yeah
1: i don't uh, I don't hate
2: that song, and I don't hate the jack Blackiness of it. I just don't think that it's that great of a song, and it doesn't have a a good excuse to be in the movie i ate some no, bugs it's not really a,
0: i ate some grass i used my hand to wipe my tears that's a yes, funny that's a, funny funny that's line. a funny
2: line that i like when my brother came back from watching the movie i was like was it good and i think he quoted that line to me and i was like that's the same joke as shrek um <laughs>
1: yes it is um i mean that that was kind of you guys Again, not to dwell on it too much, but that was kind of the thing that w- that uh, was running through my head a lot of like, this is doing a lot of things that I've seen done better elsewhere. But I will tell you two bits that I found really funny. Oh, because the uh, the th- th- these two, two bits and by really funny I mean four bits don't don't f- diminish bits. it. You
0: found it funny. You
2: found it a
1: But they were like, uh huh. You know, but still. Always find it funny when someone is lost in the wilderness and then they look over and they're right <laughs> next to civilization. That's never not going yep. kind of to end up working.
0: How did you find me too? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I saw you. you from the village.
1: Yeah. Funny, I, I'll, I'll give you that. And then the other one is Ramses is number one. His legs are number one. <laughs> that made me laugh because <laughs> yeah. it's just weird. When he's getting
0: like psyched up for the the big man. Yeah, when and he's getting, getting massaged up for the big fight. and oiled up. Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um. But, oh, so we were talking about production design. I wanted to tell you guys a fact. So a lot of production design, a lot of attention to detail. Yeah. So much attention to detail that they were like, hmm, we need to fill the stands for, um, for the wrestling scenes. So it's predominantly blow-up dolls <laughs> that are in the crowds, during the crowd scenes, because they were like, I don't know, it's cheaper than extras. Like, I, I do just love find that. Really kind are they like
0: blow-up dolls as in like blow-up sex dolls?
1: I don't
2: think no, I don't think so. But I don't know how many blow up dolls they make that aren't for sex. But regardless, I I I I can only imagine blow
1: up doll could be used for blow up anything could be used for sex if you try
0: hard. So Cody, is this something you noticed in the movie, or is it just a trivia? Because I I
2: I've never noticed that in this movie. I'm I'm sure sure that that trivia and thought it was funny. All (laughs) of the close ups must be like actual people. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean they got some people. Anytime I hear about that, I always just imagine the PA whose job it was to blow up like (laughs) fifty blow up dolls.
0: Yeah, Uh, there's so many bad jobs. Yeah,
1: on a film set. Um, you guys want to talk about how it was a Nickelodeon movie? Uh,
0: yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah,
1: I kind of don't know why.
0: It Um, feels unlike most Nickelodeon movies. I think I'm trying to sort of, kind of. Most of them are animated.
1: Most of them are, hey, we did this TV show, here's the movie. Right. But they actually have done some more random ones that are kind of, like, interesting. They did Snow Day.
2: They uh, did they Harriet did the Spy, Harriet Spy Clock, Clock Stoppers, Stoppers. Um, Lemony, Lemony Snicket. Snicket. Me yep. and Cody are on the same Wikipedia page. Yours, yep. mine, and I, <laughs> yours mine, and Ours, Charlotte's Web, spider Chronicles, Hotel for Dogs. Yeah, um, so I don't know Snicket, what I, last, that is, I think,
0: is my favorite non-nacho libre n- Nickelodeon movie.
1: No, wrong. Because oh, Tintin, Rango,
0: and Tintin—they're uh, better
1: than they're better than Snicket. Come on, yeah, probably. I like I Rango. I haven't seen a lot. Rango. Well, yet, but
2: good. neither of those are live action. And if we're talking about just live action, then we—it's sure. it's SpongeBob. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, because
0: of the Hasselhoff. Right. Or, oh, yeah. oh oh well that makes it live I, I was on a different wavelength than you I'm oh
2: no sure. no if it's if it's the best if we're talking about what's the best live action or animated it's definitely spongebob if we're talking about just live action it might be this.
1: No, come on, no. Tintin's a masterpiece. That's, that's the not, best that's one. not live is, action, though. That's animated.
2: Tintin isn't live action; it's animated. No, no, no. But Mark
1: said if we're talking live action or animated, SpongeBob is the best. Is what Mark said. I yeah. have to rewatch
0: Tintin because <laughs> I haven't I watched know, Tintin. I love the SpongeBob movie, but I, I also be good. I also put Nacho Libre above both of those. I think if I'm making a personal list, I need to rewatch Tintin. I I saw it in theaters. I liked it in theaters. I need to rewatch it, and will rewatch it for the pod, but. Yep. Yeah, I don't know about it, but I think Nacho is still my number one Nickelodeon movie.
1: Um, do y- Do you guys think that
2: Paw Patrol movie is going to come out? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it'll come out. Paw Patrol's <laughs> huge. It'll come out. Yeah, it'll come out. It's scheduled um, for twenty twenty one anyway. They're just so. replacing
0: the cop dog with uh, I don't <laughs> know, <laughs> the, Christopher. Uh, uh, hey, Dora Palmer. and the
1: Lost City of Gold's good though.
0: Yeah, but it's not better than Forget Nacho Libre.
1: It's fine. I think it is, but um, I really like that movie. Um, so yeah, I just think it's interesting because I th- the Napoleon Dynamite was in MTV films, and I'm just yeah. kind of curious as to why this wasn't.
0: Yeah, to me, it it seems like they're going for similar target audiences, like the um, exact
1: same one, in my opinion. Well,
2: the Napoleon Dynamite has boob jokes. Remember That's the pots true. being held over her boobs, and you could look like this if you wanted to.
1: Okay, but th- I mean, th- I think that this, that is this one that chose is the lines difference quite a bit too. Like, like how
2: so? I mean the, what, what comes to mind?
1: Oh man, you're asking me to remember because
0: um, <laughs> to me, it's like the romance d- doesn't end up happening at all. So there's re- there's no mm-hmm. like sexual. There might be some innuendo. Yeah, ja- there's innuendo. Like like Shrek level. Jack Black gives himself the wedgie thing to like try to. Seduce Carnacion. right? Um,
1: it, it, it's not like I find it that edgy or anything. It's just I don't really find Napoleon Dynamite that edgy either. Like they they they're both PG. They both are. Yeah. I don't know. I think the that Jack Black
2: is is more of a kid star than that is probably. And no also, joke,
1: the exact calculation uh, because School of Rock, even though it is PG thirteen. Was huge with kids.
0: And it got a lot of like TV spots on Nickelodeon. I remember, and
1: like it, it was, it was family. It was, mm-hmm. it was family movie. Yeah, and that is actually exactly probably. And long. Jack
2: Black hosted Kids' Twist Awards a lot, especially a around lot. this time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, so he I think, he think that is kind of a kid star. Well, it's because you think he. About it,
2: he like. It's interesting because he started off not being in kids movies. I mean, kind like of the it,
1: opposite of it, because the nation. Uh, Tenacious D is, like, raunchy as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah it's an R-rated high, comedy.
2: High Fidelity is, like, a... I think it's an R-rated it rom-com. Is. The Holiday is, like, a rom-com. You know, this is maybe his first kids' movie... No, School of Rock is probably his first kids' movie, and that's, like, a teen movie. One's it's like it's a PG-13 um,
0: movie, too. It's it's not, right. like, for but it's not I, like for just kids' Yeah, but I think that day.
2: that's where people realize that he has like energy that is just like yeah. ad- addictive to children. I'm going to um, see
1: if there's a kids movie earlier just for. Yeah. I mean, he's in Ice Age, but it's like I don't know that that really counts. He's not one not of like the
0: He's not one of right. the main people, right?
1: No. But it, yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's okay, this is what it is. It is. He does School of Rock. Then he does Shark Tale, which is a Jack Black vehicle. Um, then he does King Kong, which kind of doesn't count for this, but then he does Nacho Libre. There's The Holiday. There's Margot at the Wedding. There's some other things. Um, oh, he I seems forgot he plays Paul McCartney in Walk Hard. Hey, be kind, oh, rewind. No, I need funny. to rewatch that
2: movie. I think it's I good. Like him in that. It's good. It's good. That's Um, a Gondry movie, isn't it? It It
0: is, yeah. It its yeah
3: a Gondry movie. Weird. Um, I need to watch that.
0: I think that Jack Black, similar to his character in Nacho Libre, just, it seems like he just loves kids. Like, he does all the Nickelodeon stuff. And, like, his character in School of Rock is, like, kind of learning to love kids. This character, he, like, orphans and he, like, wants to provide a better life for them. And I think that's just something that Jack Black just, I think that's one of his characteristics as a person.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm actually looking at all of his movies and he kind of does raunchy adult stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah. He actually does pretty balanced. Um here's here's a big question. Do you guys like Jack Black in The Muppets 2011?
0: I don't remember him in The Muppets 2011. He's the
1: one they kidnap and oh, yeah, he really like Oh, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, he he, hangs does out he, with does he play with, himself with in Monster
2: that? or yeah, Animal. Or yeah, Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm starting to remember. I remember it being He's a good he's bit. in He's in like the rehab group with Animal.
1: Yes, for anger issues. Yeah, right. Um, I like that a lot. I I like him in that, but when he's on stage and he's like roasting the Muppets of like, oh, it's so I don't I don't like any of that. I like um, that too. But uh, Moises Arias is in this movie. Um, I don't know. I think I'm that's glad that's you brought
2: terrifying. that up. That led me into Moises Arias' uh, Instagram because I thought to myself, "What does he look like now?" He's, well, he's like
1: in King of Staten Island.
2: Is he really?
1: Yep, he's one I'm... of Pete Davidson's friends in that movie. Did not know that. Based yep.
2: on his Instagram, he looks like he would be Pete Davidson's friend. Yeah, um, yes,
1: yes, that is his whole vibe now. Um,
2: he's exactly my age, which is insane to me. Yeah, um, and also looks no different. Um,
1: yeah, it's weird how much he looks the same, but like, just it's kind of just bigger and dirtier. Yeah, it's like he cut his yeah. hair. <laughs> well, and actually, he has a
2: bit of a goatee. Mm-hmm. He kind he of he
1: often looks as dirty as he looks in Nacho Libre, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> it's kind of the thing. Um, Gosh.
0: and then yeah, last thing I want to talk about is just like the ending. I just love Jared Hess endings, uh, and it really struck me because. The Napoleon Dynamite ending is so beautiful. It is very simple. It is just this weirdo who's been weird and keeping people at arm's length the entire movie. Finally, has a tetherball partner. And he just has someone, and they play tetherball together.
2: And beautiful. That's the original ending.
0: Yeah. The I don't count the end credit scene. That's not. Yeah. Not my Napoleon Dynamite.
2: That's not the. That's not the ending.
1: That's post credits. Yeah.
0: And then this movie, similarly, is just like this guy who. Had to get his priorities in order, and then like when he, when he like learned to put the orphans first, and like he was gonna do this for them and not for himself, like let himself take the back seat, and then the ending is just like he gets to take the kids on the field trip that he wanted to take them on, and he smiles at Incarnacion but like there's nothing romantic going on. He just it's just nice and funny and silly. I love these endings.
2: They're just simple and I silly really... and good. I really don't remember much about the ending of this movie. Again, quarantine brain. Sure. But they go on a field um, trip
0: to like these temples and uh, the children are all there and it ends on his dorky smile at Encarnacion. Um That's that's great. They never kiss. They never like get together or anything dumb like that because they've taken vows and they take their vows seriously. Yeah. But,
2: but yeah. Unless he says uh, unless you want to <laughs> take our vows seriously unless you want to. And then we'll break we our vows kiss. together. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, Very sweet. Good lyrics to a good song and a good movie. Good film. Cinema. Um,
1: let's let's talk about the Best Picture alumni. We have Jack Black, obviously, in School of mm-hmm. Rock. We've talked about that a lot. The uh-huh. other one is Peter Stromare, who is in Fargo and plays the guy who is he's like giving him the eagle, the edge. witch
0: doctor guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, we don't have it much for our normal like actor segment because mm-hmm. none of these people have been superheroes. Yeah,
0: no capes. I mean, well, no Jack Black has a cape in, in the, the words in this of- movie.
1: Right, but, but in the word uh, in the words of Edna Mode, no capes. Now, um, Jack Black
0: played Spider-Man at the MTV Awards in, like, that, no, 2002. If, Chad,
1: if you're going to start making me look up who <laughs> fucking plays him in, like, college humor sketches and shit like that. Like, I just simply it's do a, It's a time. pretty raunchy
0: take on Spider-Man. He shoots a web out of his dick. Uh, Fuck, oh. that is
2: funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, calm? <laughs>
0: That's funny.
3: <laughs> Fuck,
2: dude.
1: I have never even like thought about that, and that's funny. Yeah. It's that's funny like 'cause like webs are sticky. Edgy. Webs right. are sticky
2: and like com is also sticky. Right. Fuck. I
0: think it's Sarah Michelle Geller is playing Mary Jane in this Fuck, that's so bit. funny. And when they do the upside down kiss from Spider Man. Oh, yeah. And when when she pulls up the mask, he's got oh, shit. He's got like Yoda painted on his chin so it looks like she's kissing yoda it's dumb it's not funny <laughs> fuck that's that, that's funny i think i think he, he says yoda kiss i think he says make out with me you will and then they make out
1: fuck dude that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> fuck actually I'm, I'm actually, really funny. <laughs> I'm I'm actually right genuine
2: now. i'm like actually genuinely laughing <laughs> because. Fuck,
1: dude. That's so funny. Dude, that's edgy and, like, just the kind of, like, that is just kind of the. Man, that's just the fucking (sighs) Uh, wavelength. MTV Movie Awards. Like, remember when. Remember. Hey. Remember when. Remember when Sasha Baron Cohen put his ass on
0: Eminem's face? Fuck, dude. That's fun. Jack Black also (laughs) did a Lord of the Rings bit at the MTV Awards. Fuck, dude. Tell me about it. He did a thing where there was, like, the council. Elrond, whatever. Is that, is that what it's called? The Council of Elrond. Yeah. Yes. They're they're like talking about what to do with the ring and then he steps up and he's like Oh come on. He he Oh come on. He put for real? He he pierced the ring on his dick. <laughs> Oof, dude, <laughs> fuck. Are you serious? Yeah.
2: Dude, there's no way, no way. And man, does a, his dick a, Does his dick go invisible?
0: Oh fuck, good. Point. I think it's just dangling off of it.
2: Oh but, shit, man. Fuck. But. but Dud the Ring gives you power. Does, yeah, dude, he gives his
0: big
1: power, which is why he shot those Spider-Man webs out. Man, fuck! Right. That's oh, maybe it
0: is all connected. I don't know. I didn't think about that. I'll send these <laughs> to you guys and no. then. Oh don't. no!
2: Don't worry. I'm good. I'm... No, Chad, <laughs> don't worry about it. I already googled it. I'm gonna watch it when we get off of here. You don't have to send right, it to cool, me or cool, anything. Cool. No,
0: I'll, I'll send uh, it to you guys. I think. I think since we're talking uh, about it on pod, it's yeah. important that you see it. Yeah, it, it will we... sit unread in my uh, okay. in my
1: <laughs> in my messages. We should. Sh- I will. We should definitely. Um, share I will watch it
2: regardless. So
0: what's the best movie of 2006?
1: <laughs> oh boy! Um, uh, do we do that
3: here? Yeah, we do
1: that yeah. here. I don't remember, we, okay. we do. do I mean, but but the thing is, that this is normally where we where we like discuss it. And mm-hmm. guess what? We've only we talked w- about one movie. Yeah, we don't vote. It's unanimous. Yeah, it's unanimous. Yeah, it's not too late. it, is, is, the, it is.
0: is. So we're all going to say it at the end of the episode that it's the best movie mm-hmm. of the year.
1: Yep. Awesome. Yep. Can't wait. Good stuff. Especially because I only have to say it once. Um, oh. So. Well, maybe maybe next episode too. <laughs> I'm gonna. I am i do not want to spoil anything. <laughs> Mark votes against himself <laughs> just to be an asswipe. Um, so, what is the? Uh, wh- where can people find you guys on social media,
2: Mark? Um, D- Wallington, Mark. I say this every week. <laughs> Sorry, well, people might be
1: tuning <laughs>
0: Still specifically in to specifically hear our Not Your thoughts.
1: It's it's the first <laughs> episode of a new year. It's a yeah. clean jumping on point. That's true. That's true. Okay,
2: it's. It's Watlington Don't Mark.
1: follow Mark. Fuck off. Where can you find Chad?
0: If you have been waiting <laughs> to start this podcast until we talked about Nacho Libre and you've not heard this before, then you can find me at Chad A. Oliver on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Um, can, Cody, uh, where, can, can where, can people, where can people find you? And the show. You
1: can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. You can find the show, which is the most important part because we do want you to follow there. Um, at WePickPicks, W-E-P-I-C-K-P-I-C-S, on Twitter and Instagram, where we talk about uh, the movies we've been watching and sometimes other stuff. Um, Please, 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 please do what other podcasts ask you to do and leave us a rating on iTunes. People tell us that's important, Uh, especially if you Google Best Pictures Podcast. We may not show up first because uh, people have other ideas what to do with best pictures podcast but i promise you they're not talking about nacho libre on them they are oh, often just going through best picture bunch winners. of
0: philistines that wouldn't know a good film if it bit them in the ass <laughs> Sure. On the other podcast, uh, not this podcast. On
1: the other podcast, absolutely. I want to plug something that is coming <gasps> out this Friday. Oh, you need uh, to you need to send that episode
0: to me because I don't have anything to upload yet.
1: Yes, uh, we haven't recorded it. Oh, yet. okay. <laughs> we are going to record it later this week, cool, uh, in real time. But um, as this episode comes out, this drops Monday. There will be a new episode of the podcast within a podcast podcast maxi series, "Live and Let Cry," where I. I and um, Purely Nostalgia's Eli Smith talk about movies that make us cry. We will be talking about Hamilton, and and look for that to drop in your feed.
0: I was merely a listener of Live and Let Cry. I was not a co-host, because I was not invited to do the fun podcast. But uh, Uh, Really,
1: because we all have a group message where it was discussed, and nobody
0: else showed interest. As a listener... It was a really good podcast. So I'm in the Thank same you. boat as you, and I had a good time listening. It was funny and enlightening. It's good. It's boys talking about their feelings and talking about yes. movies. And that's what we need in the world right now.
1: And if you're like, hmm, I want a podcast that's half to a third. Um, of what this podcast length is, it's also good for that because it, it's yeah. much shorter in theory. We are pushing an hour um, thirty
0: on the Nacho Libre yep, episode
1: on Nacho Libre. Um, yeah, so I think that's it, boys. I think I don't think we have anything else to talk about. So, hey, uh, chat, what's the best movie of 2006?
0: Nacho?
2: Uh, did he? Did we all freeze?
0: Libre I don't know uh, Mark <laughs> what's the best movie of the year 2006
2: <laughs> um, I think it's Nacho Libre at this point <laughs> Cody what's the best film of 2006
1: oh, good, good <laughs> great the best movie of 2006 is Nacho Libre remember everyone they think I do not know a buttload of crap about the gospel but I do So Mark this is your movie so plug it
2: Um this I mean <laughs> this holiday season
1: <laughs> this holiday season we'll hop on to the peak Hey
2: hey I'm trying to record a thing here <laughs> Next week uh we talk nope, about some God damn it <laughs> Next Fuck. episode. So,
0: Cody, I will say, you mm. have been on our ass about hey. next week, and then t- hey. usually when you record it, hey. you say next week I'm, as well.
2: I'm trying to... I know. I fucked up, too. Mm. I'm trying to get Excuse us all better. me. Yeah. Pardon me? Excuse me? Oh, go ahead. Silence. Thank you. Next episode, episode, not week, we are discussing some men and the children thereof. You can find children of men on, Um, I'm sorry, Peacock. Is it Peacock? It's a new sc- streaming service, um, Peacock, Peacock, I'm being told. Um, I think it's free. Might not be. I don't know. Uh, I uh, thinking so of we
1: actually don't, I don't know if Children of Men is on their free or on their premium. So try it. <laughs> Figure it out. We don't know. <laughs> it's cheap.